a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Anaheim 2 Race Review Pod. History made in Anaheim Stadium this past weekend in the Supercross Series, and lots to talk about when it comes to uh, that race and uh, all that happened at it, and uh, the future of the Triple Crowns. Even we can we can go into that too as well. Hey, uh, listen, uh, dirt bikes are exciting. We know that, but so is blasting up a snow-covered mountainside on a snow bike or snowmobile, like RV who's now into snow bikes. If you're looking to another opportunity to escape the city, grab some of Fly Racing's tactical snow gear and get riding. Check out the stylish and functional carbon jacket. Created for those who want to explore the deepest of powder beyond the trail and the crowds. It's January 21st as we record this, so many of you are into snow right now. And uh, so please, check out flyracing.com. They're also in the mountain bikes if you are in the warmer climates. And of course, motocross, Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, the Seven Deuce Deuce, just a few of the guys that run Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Thanks for those guys as well. Uh, Max's Tires. And Alpine Star protects. Maxxis delivers the best tires for your bike. But did you also know Maxxis offers high-quality tires for your car, light truck, trailer, ATV, mountain bike, and much, much more? The mountain bike tires that Maxxis makes, I guess, are uh, just uh, awesome. I, I wish I rode, rode my mountain bike more so I could tell you more about them. Uh, Maxxis tires will let you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the competition in any terrain or conditions. Just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. He was at Anaheim, too. Uh, to learn more, visit maxis.com, M-A-X-S-I-S.com. And, of course, the Alpine Star folks, we know uh, about the Tech 10 boots. The A4 chest protector, though, it's a fundamental statement, uh, the protection line for the company responsible for continued progression of cutting-edge tech and industry-leading safety in motorsport protection equipment. The A-Star's A4 chest protector combines performance and protection into a lightweight chest and back protector that offers a modular design that can also be used with their bionic neck support system. Alpine Star protects. Thanks to those guys also for coming on. Please support our guys. Also, um, uh, please check out Racer X uh, subscription on latest magazines. We are out now. Where is James Stewart for one? Davy Coombs did a deep dive into that, as well as I did a feature on uh, why the damn French team has won the Dis Nations four times in a row and what's going on and what's happening. So uh, please check out racerxonline.com. Find the subscription tab. Subscribe. Get it on digital or get the magazine. If you don't do it, we'll just stop doing these pods, and then you guys all have yourselves to blame. All right? All right, with me on the line to discuss A2, very heated conversation to line this podcast up for you people on a Sunday. But we did it. We're here. We did it. Uh, the race ended uh, not that long ago. Uh, first up, my boss at RacerX Online, he's the voice of uh, Enduro Cross. He's the voice of the Geneva Supercross. He's the voice of 
uh, National Motocross. He's the voice of flat tracking. He's also the voice of reason many, many times. The Jason Wygant. Yeah. Whoa, that's it? Not excited? I don't want to get too excited because I feel like people are very much on the fence with this uh, format, and uh, I don't want to uh, appear mm-hmm. um, to be voting one direction or another too much. Um, I did like it, but I feel like if I come in too hot and heavy on this show, yep. uh, I will sound too excited about it. And I know that there's some people that have some reservations, so right. I want to be as noncommittal as possible. So it only gets a yeah. Can we get people to subscribe to Racer X Magazine, though? Can we do that? Yeah! Yeah, there we go. Keep our jobs alive, everybody. If you want Wygan's kids to live in a cardboard box, don't subscribe. But if you want him and his family to thrive in North Carolina, please subscribe. Well, well, let's be honest. There's really zero connection. Um, they will live the cheapest existence possible regardless of their dad's paycheck. So that really isn't helping anything. Sorry. Uh, good point. Uh, also on yeah. the line from flyracing.com and uh, <laughs> also a runner of the best VIP program in the pits. He's a German Supercross champion. He's one Montreal Supercross champion. He has held every single number from uh, 30 to 42 at one point or another. The Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Literally just walked in the door. So, um, yeah, was, I, I'm kind of on the other side from Weege. I think it was. Uh, I think it was awesome. I don't. I I kind of don't care if some people didn't like it. I thought it was a, a huge improvement over the standard format. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that, but, but right. uh, thanks everybody for. Well, I was just, I was just offsetting Weege's right. nonchalance. Um, we're doing this on a Sunday, so everybody better appreciate it. All right, it's very lots of sacrifices made for this podcast. That's why everybody didn't know that. Um, hey, um, Wygant, what did you tell yeah. me in the press box when you saw Fast Freddie Norman out there in the 450 class? You turned to me. Oh, yeah, I saw it uh, from the first lap of practice. I didn't even realize who that was at first because Freddie hasn't uh, raced the first two rounds. I just, I'm like, I see a number 37 Honda. It reminds me of a young, fit, lean racing machine named Jason Thomas. And then later I looked and I'm like, oh, it's Freddie. But still rings, rings true. I see that number 37 Honda. Yep. And then I said, JT was 37, right, at some point. And then you said, he's been every number. He's been every number. Yeah. He's been every number. Subway Did, Honda. What was your range? What was your what? what Mathis started this show saying thirty-one to forty-two, but what was the prime range? Like thirty-one to fifty or so? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was thirty-one twice, thirty-two, yeah, there we go. I said 31 through 55. I feel pretty. I feel like I nailed the range pretty good. Yeah, and some of those were injuries, like you know the 62, and, and one year I didn't ride outdoors, so there was some weirdo stuff in there. But my my main years was anywhere from 31 to 39. We need to get a little uh, chart going. Um, Bear dogs numbers and JT's numbers, and sort of see what years they were, how, how often they intersected. You know, all that. I was never a points leader. That that is one thing I cannot claim. Oh, no. Bear Dog will always hold that over my head. He will, absolutely. So, All right, uh, let's get into A2 Fly Racing, uh, Racer X Podcast. Thanks to the folks at Fly for making this happen. Uh, A2 Triple Crown format. Uh, a lot of angry tweets uh, about the timing of the, of the program on TV, um, all the commercials, all the dead air, and I have yet to watch it. I will do that later today, so I can't vouch for that. And there was a ton of dead time in the stadium. 
Uh, I'll start with you, Wygan. But overall, outside of that, and that's something they can work on, and that's something they can figure out uh, down the road, I hope. Uh, outside of that, love it. Love it. Great. Triple crown, bring it. Bring a quadruple crown. Bring a whatever the five main events is. Just bring it. Bring it. I'm, I'm, I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel like the, um, the complaints are somewhat short-sighted because you're comparing a first-time this-has-ever-been-done event. Now, I know they had three at the Monster Cup, but it's not quite the same. You're fitting two classes instead of one. It's for points. Um, it's just a different scenario than Monster Cup. So, really, it's the first time they've ever done this. You're comparing that against the traditional Supercross format that has been refined and refined and refined. And we're only talking small refinements here and there. But I'm sure if you look at the Supercross schedule from 20 years ago, the breaks between races and things like that, I'm sure that's been tuned. In fact, I remember in my old days working for Supercross and doing the webcast, like when they took the semis out and how they were like, we've shortened the whole show up by 45 minutes. Like there's a lot of small tweaks that aren't obvious that they made through the years. Well, this is the very first time they did it. We, we both, or all three of us, I think, agree that the 450 LCQ in the night show would be cool. Um, and maybe they'll do it. You know, this is the first time. Maybe they'll eventually do that and tighten up those brakes, or maybe they'll bring in amateurs or something. It's not fair, I think, to judge the very first time it's ever done and, and, and get mad at the execution. You can yeah. only talk about the concept right now. They'll get it executed better. The concept is great. Yep. I would absolutely make them all the same at time, the main events, though. I said that from the very beginning. Didn't like that part at all. I would make them all the same time. Um, but, JT, what do you think? Why, why would you make them all the same time? What's your reasoning? I'm not saying right or wrong yeah, or whatever. Because, okay, because this is, uh, this is you know, the highest level of, of motorcycle racing. Millions of dollars are at stake. You know? This is very, very important for teams and riders. And so in, this, in the interest of just – sort of fair competition, let's make them all the same amount of time. You know, let's not make a heat race so important, in, in a sense. You know what I mean? Because that's what the first main was, was basically a heat race. So let's not make the heat race, you know, so important and make it so short. That's all. There's just a, there's a range in there, I think, that, that uh, I would like. Uh, I don't think it's uh, the, the maximum length, but I, I, do, I do think there's some length of race that I think I'd like to see all three the same. Yeah, I kind of like the I like the longer time because I think it gives guys that really don't have a chance to do that well or a chance to win anything or even be on the podium. I think it opens the door a little bit for that, and and I, I can understand other people, traditionalists, that would not like it. Um, but I think on an entertainment level and parity to get new guys at the front of the class. Uh, I kind of like it. I didn't think it was too short by any means. Um, eight minutes plus one lap is it's still a pretty long race when you're really out there watching it. So I, I was okay with it. I mean, I mean, if you're telling me that they're all going to be 10 plus one now, okay, whatever. But yeah. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, just it's such a gnarly sport as far as uh, aerobically and, and how, how, how great uh, physical shape you got to be in. So let's just – Let's 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 not make it too short. You know what I mean? Like, uh, can you imagine uh, some of the elite guys? Like, like uh, while Tomac's shoulder was hurt, so I don't know. Somebody like Anderson was probably like after that heat race. They're like, really? That's it? I'm done. I got seventh. I got a bad start and I got seventh. You know? Yeah, um, but I mean, that's part of the game. Like, you gotta you gotta shore up all those loose ends. I think it. Yeah. Just, yeah. I think our sport needs more variance in the results. Just like like a NASCAR race, you don't know who's gonna win. Like all kinds of weird stuff happens, yeah. and I think that is well, all for the better. Uh, predictability is a bad thing for we had, in my opinion. So We had five winners in six races. Five winners in six races. That's awesome. 
Sealy yeah, one, Tomac and one, I think you're, Anderson you're one. Opening the door for more of that with the shorter events because we saw, like in the longest 250 main event, the the last one, we saw McElrath basically come from the back and almost win. So I just think if you know, in a shorter one, he would have never got there, but he made the mistake and didn't get a good start. So I, I just like it. You yeah. know, I think it's. Yeah, okay, there's going to be some weird results, and maybe you're not going to get a good result in that first one, but that's on you. you got to get a yeah, good start. you got to nail everything, you know? But I'm talking like I'm already <laughs> I'm already saying ditch the – like do all the races. Do 17 rounds like this and make them the same main. 17. Yeah, I, I think the format is, is definitely better, yep. period. Like as a – on a whole, as, yeah. you know, I think there needs to be things to fill the time gaps. I think yeah. that was the one glaring problem. Uh, which I've actually had a couple conversations about ideas for that already uh, with Feld, not that they care about me, but I know that they're looking at ideas to do that. Yeah. As far as a racing, what, what's the best show and what's the best overall package for TV and, and live event, it's yeah. better, period. Um, listen, we got the nets in, so maybe we can work again on getting these LCQs in. But here's the thing, though, Weege. We've been screaming and yelling about getting the LCQs at the night show, and, and I agree 100%. Great job. They By the way, Ben LeMay made a last-turn pass for the last spot into the night into the main event again, just terrific drama, just to prove yeah, our point one more. Who won? Oh, Chad Reed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's yeah, the, another great uh, addition. If but, you're the LCQ Toronto edition for why you should earn your place on the night show, there's another just like last week. Yeah, Dakota Tedder flipping. This is your case. We yeah. got Chad Reed in it. I, I, if the LCQ could talk. It would say, I gave you Chad Reed. I gave you a last lap pass for the last spot in the main. What more can I give you? Right, right. Are you not entertained? Um, but, uh, but, Weege, but here's the thing, though. If you do that, and I like it, and let's, let's hope they do it and everything else, that still doesn't address the gaps in, in, in time. You know what I mean? Because the, it's, not taking, it's not taking up a spot. It, it's just going to push everything further back. So, no, that's Do you want to hear my idea? I mean, the gaps are huge. Oh, hold on. Uh, go ahead, JC. Yeah, what? Oh. So my idea that oh. I, I shared with my idea that I shared with Feld um, that they were actually had waiting in the wings and they they were ready to roll with this they just couldn't fit it into the the TV schedule they had or the live schedule at the race there I think they will do this though um, I I talked with them about doing like if if you watch an NBA game or you watch a a football game or whatever they have a they have a halftime show they have a panel of former racers that sit up there and they analyze what they just saw and what to expect. So I think, and I think they're going to try this moving forward is having that same dynamic, having McGrath or having whoever that they deem relevant, sit up there in a panel in between those and on the big screen or on TV, possibly one day, basically reviewing what they just saw, what to expect, how that changes the next main event, why this guy did good or bad, bad, good start, bad start. Um, I think that would really add to the program versus Lurch talking to little kids in the stands. We just is just JT angling to get on this this panel. No, that's, absolutely. That's I've never <laughs> that's and, and asked anybody I've talked to about it. I've never mentioned um, myself in that ever. Not a bad idea. I don't mind it. Thing is, though, JT, is you can't do it in the live stadium because you're, are you here? The microphone is shaking. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Well, and to be honest, that's their like, their first play for this thing is going to be a live in the stadium event. It's not going to be for TV yet. Yeah, so but we'll no see. one can hear jack shit. Like, audio systems are terrible in these stadiums. You know what I mean? I know. So, I'm just telling yeah. you what's coming, and that's going to be their move first. Um, but I, any, I, I'm not arguing your point. Yeah. I, I know it's hard to hear, but that's what they're yeah. going to try for. Um, it's not a bad idea. I, I'm, not, I'm not totally sold on that. I'm, I'm sold on that on the TV end of things. 
You know, absolutely. You can, you can hear what Lurch says. I can hear every word that Lurch says. Yeah, not always. Not always. And I don't know, I don't know man. Can, it's but. pretty clear. Like, when, you ha- when they have, you know, whoever, whoever's doing it, whether it's Miss Supercross or whoever doing the ticket giveaways and then Lurch is doing his thing, I can always understand what they're saying. I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I, honestly, my idea would be a B main. Four laps. Here you go. Here's the guys. Like, because we want to give everybody a bit of show. So the seven deuce deuce and the seven deuce trace, uh, these, these, these guys that didn't make the night to the main event, they have sponsors that support the sport that spend a lot of money. Um, Alex Ray got in, but you know, a cycle trader team sometimes or so. All right. Okay. Look, you guys didn't get in the main event. No problem. We need a race four laps. Here we go. And I don't even, I would pay points and have a B main challenge if we did this down the road. But I mean, that's a little bit optimistic, but let's just get a B main in there. Um, there we go. Four laps all out. Here's some racing. So, Weege, is that okay? Well, you mentioned the, uh, you mentioned the LCQ wouldn't help, but I mean, it was obvious the way the show was scheduled. There were gigantic breaks between the races. They were basically, they had six races basically, and they spaced them out to start at the very beginning of the night and the very end of the night. And that left these huge gaps. So if you ran the 450 LCQ and you started that first 250 main event, now 15 minutes later, you would now have a total of 15 minutes no, left of a break no, because between the races. The gap is for the teams, for the riders to rest and well, that was changes. that's what I was getting to. So. That's what I was getting to. Now, I know people were super mad about these breaks, and of course their knee-jerk reaction is, oh, this is just Feld trying to make more money with TV commercials. Dude, it's the same three-hour window they always have. They're not all of a sudden putting in more commercials. It's the same amount of commercials. You want to get to watch Jason Anderson to race for 35 minutes this time instead of for 25 minutes. Yeah. Well, they got to get the same amount of commercials in. So that's it's the same amount of commercials. They're just packaged differently. They're not doing this to add more commercials. Yeah. I, they uh, cannot oh. in Supercross cut to a commercial during the race. They're never going to do it. So, so uh, yeah, uh, if they know from the teams, if the teams have said we cannot function with less than 45 minutes between races – then, yeah, the B-Main or some other type of class. Yes. And by the way, they're not doing two-strokes. They're not doing two-strokes, people. They're not doing it. Sorry. <laughs> they're just not. Um, they're just not going to do it. The manufacturers don't want it. And sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, everyone listening right now is like, oh, two-stroke race. Uh, not going to do it. I'd like to see, like, like, RJ and Glover and Dogger just out there banging. No, I'm just kidding. God, can you imagine? Um no. Well, see, those things have worked. They've done them at the you know Monster Cup or U.S. Open. But if you're endorsing doing this for 16 rounds, no, it, it, that's not going to work. Like you're, yep. you can have R.J. Dogger and Glover hanging out at San Diego or Anaheim, no problem. But yeah, ooh, who's going to be in uh, Toronto I, or I'm, St. Louis? I'm joking. I'm kidding. Yeah. But 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 the yeah. guys that don't make the main event are still guys that you know chase the dream and spend a lot of money and support the sport. So let's give them mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Let's uh, let's give them something and and maybe have a B main champion uh, at the end of the year or something. I don't know something. And um, because I don't think you're going to shorten that break between the races. I think that's sort of something the team okay. said. Hey, we we need this. We need to make bike changes. We need to have our athletes rest. You know what I mean? Everything else. Mm-hmm. So uh, that gap okay. I don't think is going to change. But um, so they got to fill it a little bit, and, and I'm sure they'll work on it. Like we talked about, they will. Uh, Tweak it and, and make it work, but I, I gotta be—I gotta be honest. I didn't hear these teams complain about everything. They complain about everything, you know. N- n- nobody ever, n- nobody ever makes them happy. But I—I I don't know. Did you two guys hear any complaints from teams? Uh, people I talked to, managers, riders, mechanics, 
suspension weirdos, um, all all said it was cool. They're they're excited. They liked it. Uh, I didn't hear it from teams, um, but I, I went to the post race press conference, and the, as usual, it's always less serious in the 250 class. So the 250 guys were either okay with it, like Savachi. I don't think he cares either way. He's fine with both. McElrath said it was the most fun he's ever had racing ever. The most fun he's ever had. At a racetrack. I mean, that's that was that, that was seems, an extreme. That seems bizarre, but <laughs> that was an extreme viewpoint. I couldn't quite grasp that one. Right. But uh, I, I like he riding in a field in the mud with his brothers at eight years old. Like <laughs> this, this is better than that. Like, but um, the 450 class where everything is so serious, just so deadly serious, intense. Uh, both Anderson and Tomac said it's cool, it's fine, but we cannot do this. Um, as Anderson said, 18 times. I think they're losing track. It'd be 16 times. <laughs> Daytona's not going to do it. They can't do this 16 times. And I think only the riders why? and JT, you why can speak the, to this. Because here's the difference in the teams and the riders. I think the emotion of getting so revved up for the start, being so nervous, and that's the nervous feeling that anyone who's ever raced a dirt bike knows, whether you're as bad as me or as pro like JT or a four-time Manitoba champion, multiplied times the millions of dollars that these title contending guys are going for, Tomac and Anderson. I think that emotion three times of like my season could end right now in this first turn, I think it just frazzes them out to do that for um, 16 weekends in, uh, in 18 out of 18. That's I think dumb, they're worried about that. Yeah. Dumb, Too much a, emotion. I think it would become the new normal, though. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's, it's hard for them the first time, yeah, because they're not used to it. But I, I think it's – it's something they would become about, accustomed to, and that nervousness would calm down a little about, bit. And what about Jason yeah, Thomas's nervousness and career could ending when he went through heat semi LCQ and main event for 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 fifty percent <laughs> of his races of his life? Like JT well, literally yeah. had four gate drops that could end his life every every Saturday night. It's, it's apples and oranges as far as me and them. No, it's not. No, but we I, just, I don't. We just, think, well, no. I just. I don't think it's something they can't get used to. That's all. I, whatever. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah, you got more gate drops and all that, but it's no different than Bercy or Monster Cup or anything else. Like, it would just become normal. Like, you'd get yeah. used to it. Yeah. Was, I think everybody would benefit from it, big picture. You said some ridiculous things in this podcast, Wagon, but that might be the most. Well, that's what they said, bro. I'm just. No, I, I, I'm and I'm sure they feel news. that way now, but I think yeah. I think they would get used to it is what I'm saying. They said the emotions well, the emotions me, every, of all – Was everyone cool with it? And I said that I didn't hear from any teams complaining, but, yes, I did hear from riders saying this well, yeah, is what and, they worry about. And I agree. Yeah. Any time you force or ask riders to ride more and give more and take – you know, put themselves out there more, they're not going to – they're not going to – they're not getting any more money for it. So, it's, yeah, it's I mean, I, I don't – I don't blame them for well, not think, loving it because they have to do this. so much more. But There's still, these things called heat races and semis for a hundred years that everybody rode their balls off at. I mean, yeah, but they made the point that it was different. Uh, look, if you're Anderson right now, you you have the points lead, a solid points lead for the first time in your life in this class. He did lead the points for one week after Anaheim won two years ago, and that was it. All of a sudden, he already is like, I have to avoid what happened to Marvin and Tomac. That is my life goal. Everything I do is to avoid that. And he said there's a difference between having all the dudes on the line. It's not a heat race. It's double the talent. And I think they all kind of felt like it would feel like a heat race until they were out there and they're like, this is not a heat race. Same amount of time. You mean like time in the night show? Mean, but there was double the amount of competition. And they're going you mean like, like two, mo- two outdoor motos a weekend? What's that, JT? Yeah. You mean like two outdoor motos a weekend? Uh, this is, but this is ridiculous. Mavis is this saying they've been doing heats and semis their whole life, but they addressed that, and they said it's not like a heat race. There's double the talent. 
and there's more on the line. Yep. So everyone's more aggressive, and they're twice as good. It just makes it more chaotic and more pressure. And it, again, this only applies if you're in Anderson's type of position where you're like, I have to not get hurt. Well, let's not. Okay, the, the flip side of that, the flip side of that, Weege, when you're worried about, okay, the injury thing, my, my opinion has always been if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You could go through, you could ride for several years in a row, like uh, Bill Poto or these guys, and not get hurt, or you could get hurt mm-hmm. year after year after year. I, I don't think there's any any real difference or way to predict that. I don't think if you race you know, less or more or whatever. I just think it, this stuff just happens. Um, but I do think that if you're worried about random events, like a first turn crash or a DNF or a bike breaking, wouldn't you rather have three races throughout the night to determine an overall versus one crap shoot race where if you crash in the first turn, you're screwed. Because if you go, if you go 22, you know, one, three, you're going to be in the top 10 where you, if you just got that 22, you're, you know, that could ruin your whole series. So I, I could throw that other side of it. It, it reduces the variance and the, the cream's going to rise to the top even more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that because if you look at Anderson, like if he even had a terrible race in the first one, it wasn't terrible. It was seventh, but even if he had had like a 15th, how did he end the night? He ended up winning. Right. So he was yep. going to end up getting a decent overall result. What was the worst he could have finished for the night? Sixth overall? Well, um, five, yeah. five, five winners in six races suck at everybody. That's what I would put if I was felled in a press release. Yeah, well, I guess I'm all me, for the short race yeah. for that reason. Because I want to underline something. Anderson, I don't know if people could tell on TV or you guys not. I'm talking I'm, over each other. Uh, Nobody even cares anymore. Sorry. <sighs> Go ahead, Go ahead No. Uh, the first race being short. I like it because Anderson did not just not get a good start. When he got to eighth, he wasn't gaining on those guys like he would in a normal race. He eventually got to, I think, Grant and made a pass. But he wasn't gobbling those dudes up like you normally see the, the points leader type elite guy doing in a normal race. And what I saw, which I didn't know would be true until I saw my own eyes, I'm like, it is true. For eight minutes... There are double the amount of guys that can run that pace for eight minutes. doesn't mean they're not in as good a shape. It's the classic thing I always say. You know, one guy's pace is an all-out running as fast as he can, and another guy's pace is a jog, and it's the same speed. But for one guy, it's easy, and one guy, it's hard. We saw it. Like, Brayton or Sealy or Baggett or Pike, those guys can do that speed for eight minutes. I think it's going to continually lead to it wasn't just that Anderson got a bad start. Any of those guys could potentially win that first race, which is what everybody hoped for. And, I I mean, it absolutely happened, and that's great. Fly, fly racing. Eight-minute main events are our specialty. <laughs> we were two, three, four, six in that first one. Yeah. yeah. Bingo. Um, I just I – just, if, if you put me in – never mind. Go ahead, Weege. No, I was just saying that's great. Like, that's the whole point. Like, if – we all theorize, oh, this could help a guy like a Baggett get a win or a Pike get a win or, or, or guys. Like, well, we now know that that's going to be the case. It really, I, I feared, I'm like, you know what, it might not make any difference at all. But no, I was, it was way different. I was calling Brighton. I was calling Brighton. I just, this is mm-hmm. perfect for a guy like him. Um, so, okay, so, so yeah, let's do it. I, I say, because uh, our opinion really matters, but here we go. Uh, I say all, do it all 17 rounds. Or 16 out of 17, make them all the same event, add the LCQs, and I'm perfectly happy. JT. Yeah, I think I think it's a superior format, period. Uh, you know, I think we there can be some adjustments made to it to perfect it. 
but the concept is a superior format than the one we've been using for a long time. Weege. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I, I do like it better. I do. I think it's superior. Uh, do you think anyone was mega confused? Because I think that's always been the argument against the multi-race format. You certainly hear it outdoors with two motos. Do you think anyone was just completely confounded as to how Anderson won the final race of the night but didn't win the overall? No. No, I mean, half of them are, are hammered by that time. Well, but I don't think it's that difficult to understand. No, right. no, no, I, I, no, I agree. Just do a good job of telling everybody and, and, print and tell them what's up and give, give them the stakes. Seeley mm-hmm. was uh, trailing by three, you know, or up by three going in or whatever yeah. it was, and, and just tell everybody, yep. and, and yeah, there we go. I did, I did hear that they're going to try to incorporate it. convincing. Oh, good. What's the problem? What up, JT? I don't know. I'm, I haven't really said much, so I was trying to jump in, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Go. I was just saying they were going to try to incorporate. I heard they were going to try to incorporate like a half screen that would have live scoring. Yeah. So it's keeping you up to date with uh, the overall. As as things are going, like in the third main event, you can kind of follow along. That way it's not a guessing game. Cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, I liked it. So, uh, all right. So talking about the race itself, we had three guys with shoulder injuries, Eli Tomac, Marvin Muskan, and Dean Wilson. And Muskan... 9-11, and he just pulled out in that third race, much to my fantasy team also, by the way. Uh, not happy with Marv because I changed him at the last minute. But um, and, and Eli Tomac won, and Dean Wilson had a bike problem but also didn't look 100% uh, from his A1 crash. I guess most surprisingly, we'll start with Tomac, the winner. Um, JT, he was really good. He was, he was excellent. I mean, Anderson caught him past him in the third main. Um, and I think a little bit of the shoulder fatigue. I haven't, I haven't talked to Eli or anything, but uh, he was he was great. He was awesome. He was much better than I thought he would be, to be honest. I think he was a lot better than everybody thought he would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, Anderson was better than him, but we don't really know how sore he was in that last one. Uh, but, I mean, he was the fastest qualifier. He he moved forward in that first one. He won the second one, and then, you know, the second the last one, Jason was better than him or he was sore or whatever, whatever you want yeah. to interpret that as. But for him to come out of there with the overall win, even though he tied, you know, did he tie for the overall win, but he got the win? No, right? no. Or he just won? Yeah, he okay. just won. Yeah. But either, either way, to come out of there with a win, and not only was he just in the race, which is what he needed to be to kind of try to keep it real for this championship, he actually cut the points lead down on Anderson. Uh, and I believe it's what forty three leaving this weekend. Um, but either way, man, it was uh, when you're just worried about salvaging anything, just having a reason to be out there. That was a pretty resounding recovery. And at least, you know, you, you were down twenty five at this point in the season last year, and obviously made it interesting. Uh, and and the, the the series is different this year, being down forty three. But I also think he's. He's not facing Ryan Dungey. He's facing Jason Anderson, and, oh, and for better or worse, that changes everything. I think you're. We. I think JT is going a little much with the 43. Like it's over. It's over. Oh, you think it's over? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Tomax oh, I, I don't. I don't believe that at no. all. No, 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 no. He's not making a 43. So um, you don't. You don't think Anderson will have any sort of problem? Yeah, this whole season? sure. Like yeah, no, he he's will. Never. He's yeah, never no, gone he, through a whole season. He'll have an issue. He'll have an issue, but so will Eli. Are you doing the math? We just JT doing the math right now. If if I'm not. If, if Tomac goes one one one, no 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 no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'll take I'll take Eli winning 
nine or ten more races. Yeah. Because uh, I think he will win. I think he'll win at least seven to eight more. I do. I really believe what's, that. What's been the biggest comeback in, in sports history? 27 points? Right? Ricky in 02? Yeah, 27, I think. Weege? Yes. 20, but yeah. the, the point that everybody's going to make here is uh, you're making it up on, like, what if Anderson breaks his collarbone? Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Then, then he's only down uh, 39 to Seeley. None of these guys I, I, have ever done this. In the this famous, in never the, been title in the famous words of Jason Wygett, I'll take the 40-plus years of history, okay, on my side. You, you, take <laughs> sure, your, I, you take yours. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I am on the side that Eli is going to make this interesting. Okay. I, I think, right, obviously, sure. those guys have a huge advantage, but for a guy like Seeley, okay. and right. Anderson may be a different story, maybe. But guys like Sealy and those guys, I don't think they're going to reel off any wins, maybe one or two, but not okay. enough to be consistently give up five to ten points a weekend to a yeah. guy like Eli when he starts racking up wins. Okay. Well, let's revisit this in a little while. Um, sure. I think it comes down to this. Yeah, by pure math, to think that Eli's going to make up five points per weekend times 14, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But what I'm saying is what we just saw happen to Marvin and what we saw happen to Tomac is in play for any of these guys. And then you make up 26 points per weekend on any one of them. So I just feel like the way this season has gone, you cannot rule out anything. Okay. Um, Seeley was good. Uh, man, he he went one, two, the first two races, and all he needed was a start, uh, a, a top five start. And Seeley's a pretty good starter. And a top five start was all he needed in that third main, and he was buried. So I didn't really see what happened. JT, did you watch him and see any highlights of how he blew that start so bad? I didn't, know Because where, where I was sitting, I was kind of down the line. So I could only see basically who was getting the jump and who wasn't. Um, but I really think, to be honest, I just think the pressure got to him. I think having an hour or 45 minutes to the last race to sit there and think about it, I, I, think, he just, I think he just screwed up under pressure knowing he needed to start because – He's he's usually pretty consistent with the starts. He obviously had him dialed, and I, I think it was just a nerves thing. We're gonna need cleanup in the Anaheim press box where we just sitting underneath the desk over Brayton's riding. Like we're gonna all night long, JT. Just Brayton, look at Brayton. Oh my God, Brayton. Oh, gee, Brayton. Man, he deserves it. Oh like, yeah, no, he, for, tied, he tied for third for overall. Brayton, good yeah. for Weech. Yeah, good for you, Weech. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, he he earned that. <laughs> It was, uh, he's just in his, he's kind of in his like little zone right now. And I don't know how long this is going to last. You know, we do know that he's come into the season with a head of steam. That was his whole plan to not, you know, start the season, you know, getting ready or getting the nerves out. So I don't know how long this is going to last, but to me it was like, okay, he's got a little advantage over these guys right now because he's in mid-season form and they're not. And these short races, we know, just mix everything up. And I'm like, this is actually happening. Like he got three good starts. He was mixing it up up front. Uh, I mean, ultimately, he wasn't as good as Sealy. Sealy passed him and got away from him in the first race. Other guys passed him throughout. He was really good, though. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I uh, it was, it was awesome. Um, and, and again, this race just plays right into his hands. You know, uh, Baggett might have been the Can fastest we... guy with no real results. I mean, he ended up seventh overall, but he, he was... got third. The, he got third the first moto. No, I know, but overall, like he was, Baggett was really good all night long. Really good. He just. Just went down. He got, uh, he, tough, got uh, tough block. he got tough block. Yep. Yeah. What about that tough block? What about that? Oh. Like, hey guys, could you get like um, 
like a steak and put it on the inside of the tough block? To, two steaks to kind of, you know, keep it from getting pulled onto the track 800 times? Like, at what point? Well, you just don't put it there. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, don't put it there and leave the pole there, you know? That was there to stop the guys from jumping. Um, by the way, the track design was not good. No one was happy with the track afterwards. And I don't know. It was, if, it was probably the easiest track I've seen uh, maybe in a few years. Do I don't you, know when, what time frame to put on it. Uh, Santa Clara a couple years ago was really bad, too. Um, it was, yeah, Santa Clara was so short. It was very easy. I agree yep. with you. Uh, but, man, it was, it was not good. I don't know if it was because of amateur day. I don't know what was going yep. on. Yeah. Uh, that the follow the leader section after the start oh, was yeah. where the tough walk was was just terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like to hammer on the dirt works guys, but that was that was a poor poor design. No, I could have had something to do with the amateur day. You know, I never even thought of that. I was wondering about the triple crown, but yeah, maybe it was amateur day. Yeah. Um, wasn't good though. So, bag it back to bag it. Uh, very fast. Look good. Uh, burner. I talked to burner. Uh, he said they made some good bike changes. And uh, he said it was really positive week for them, and uh, too bad that that tough block got him, and it got Dakota Alex, and it got uh, Sexton, and it got Harrison. Did anybody get anybody else? Got the thriller, right? No, he just went long on the tabletop before it. No, no, in the first main, he crashed, and uh, no, I think he ran over it. He, he tipped it in front of somebody. Yeah, but I, I, I thought he crashed though. No, I think he, he clipped he, it. In, in the first main, he clipped it, and it slowed him down, and he got passed. Yeah, I think Matt okay. got him yeah, right there. But, but, yeah, okay. but then somebody hit it, uh, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison definitely crashed on it. From absolutely. AC clipping it yeah. out. <laughs> so, Which is just yeah. so Harrison, right? Yeah, oh yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so Baggett was good. Barsha, who had 2.5 races uh, for Barsha and Webb to get into it? Who had that? <laughs> Did they? Did they? Yeah. I saw them battling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I... I uh, well, I don't. Can I say who I got it from? No. The text. You tell us. I don't know. I got a text. Some somebody who was closely involved in the in the Barsha Web race, and there was ramming after the flags and flipping off, and and there was they they came together on the track and the finish before the finish line, the corner of the, the left hander. So, I guess after the race, it kind of carried over by the podium. Uh. <laughs> Barsha said, uh, Coop gave him the finger. Bam Bam smashed into him in the mechanics area that turned into a massive fight. That's the text I got from somebody that was eyewitness. <laughs> so, oh, that's a great. That's Weird fantastic. night for Barsha, I thought. He, wasn't, he was off his game. He was off his game. Yeah, it wasn't as good. He was I, fast in practice, though. That's the weird part. Like, he looked great. I was like, oh, here we go. Barsha's still in it. Like, he's, yeah. gonna, he's, he's for real. And then I don't know that he wasn't for real. It just his starts never really put him in the, in the gray at all. Yeah. I uh, I thought that uh, – I mean, I picked him in the fantasy league to lead a lap. You know? That's how um, – yep, he wasn't even close. No, right? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah, it wasn't even close. So, uh, off night for him. Off night for Webb again. Weege, off night for Webb again. Dude, it's – like with Barsha, I think, hey, he had two good races, and on average, if you run three starts in a night, he's probably going to get at least two good ones. The averages just didn't work this time. But I think Barsha, he just didn't get starts, but most of the time he'll be fine. It's like even if you're a 90% free-throw shooter in the NBA, you do miss some sometimes, right? Yeah. So I think Barsha gets a little bit of a mulligan. Normally he's a good starter, but yeah. there still has not been any real sign of anything uh, from Webb, no. you know, not practice times, not the heat races, none of these three main events. There just hasn't been anything to go by. At least for Barsha, you can say, hey, rest your head on two podiums to start the season. Yep. And then you got some bad starts. He didn't ride horrible. He just didn't move up. 
Redman, I don't know. Did, like, what do you even? What's your guiding light right now? Was do we? Are we for sure? During sometime during the day in practice, that there was not a transfer of power back between Brayton and Barsha. No, Could be. Well, I don't think. I don't think we're yeah. for sure on that. No, no, not at all. Um, maybe Webb. Maybe Webb started something on purpose, trying to get a transfer of power going, like to. Please don't, Barsha, it sounds like did. Power. Please don't encourage him. Um, Roxon had a quiet night. Roxon had a real quiet night. That last main was pretty good. He was moving up. He was uh, riding pretty well. He got a fourth, but uh, he told me after he the claimed, race. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. No, I was going to say he claimed some subconscious stuff. I was going to ask you about that. I think you were about to jump into that. Yeah. That. He said uh, everybody thinks it was because of Anaheim 2, and this is where I hurt myself, but I don't think so. You know, I don't think I was into that. And then he said, well, maybe there was some there because I hurt myself here last year. <laughs> so kind of <laughs> like if you listen to the interview, I don't know if JT, you probably listened to it. He kind of circles back around and a little bit and says, says it wasn't that, but yet it was, you know? Well, what I saw is he, post, he posted that, and I don't know, maybe he, maybe he posted, maybe somebody else posted for him, but he posted that he had some, some subconscious demons to deal with. Um, so, yeah, maybe I, I think he was probably wondering why he was so off. You know, I don't think that was really his MO. He didn't really look very good at all in the first one. Kind of was going backwards at times. Yeah. So, uh, to me, it looked like he was dealing with something, whether he – knew it or not, you know, he maybe was just a little hesitant and wanted to get out of there because he, he didn't look like the same guy at all to me. Starts, starts, starts were not good for him, for sure, you know. But he, uh, even he was getting passed on top of that, too. Yeah. <clears throat> By Baggett and yep. a couple other guys. Yeah. No, off night for Kenny. Absolutely. Um, what do you think, Weege? Yeah, our, our guy Kyle interviewed him after the race, and he kind of said the same thing. Kind of went to the – like, didn't want to fully admit it was the Anaheim 2 thing, but definitely – kind of mentioned that that could be a factor. And JT, like you said, maybe he doesn't even know for sure. I mean, I think most riders would not admit that because they're trying to protect themselves mentally, but I feel like Kenny isn't that kind of guy. Like, yeah. he would just tell you if he knew. I feel he would, too, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, I, I have to think there was a factor. I mean, that's the worst we've probably ever seen Roxanne in a Supercross, except for maybe a handful of times on a 350 when he was a 250-class rider moving, you know, just riding the opposite coast. But in his full-time 450 career, when have you ever seen Ken Roxon just kind of in ninth, getting passed, mm-hmm. not making it happen, ever? Has that ever happened? No, uh, not that I can think of. No, no, negative. No, um, maybe, no. maybe, maybe the first year on Suzuki, there was a couple bad rounds he had, like San Diego, in a couple rounds. He was just way off his game. But other than that, I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, still waiting on Tickle to get going too. Still waiting on Tickle. He crashed uh, first. First. Uh, third corner, second corner into the first main event. But, yeah, haven't seen much from him either yet to start the year. Uh, Chad Reed had to go to the LCQ. I had people betting me that he wouldn't make it out of the LCQ. I had people tweeting me saying he's done. I'm just like, you don't think out against this field that Chad Reed is going to come through with the top four? Like, really? Like, okay, like he wasn't good in practice. He hasn't had speed. We know about the ankle. We've touched on it. We've talked about it. And uh, But, I mean, uh, to me, we uh, – I mean, 100% chance that Chad Reed was going to um, grab, get out of that LCQ. Yeah, I wasn't too worried about it because as I tweeted, I think, when he got the whole shot there. I mean, we haven't seen many great starts out of Chad in the last few years. But when you compare the wars he's been through, the emotional ups and downs and pressure battles he's been in, 
I mean, to get a whole shot against those guys in an LCQ, yeah, I mean, yeah, that probably yeah. wasn't really oh, better to him. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. good, bro. No, I, <laughs> I I was with my VIPs, and they were all kind of asking me, like, how's this going to go? And I said, okay, you've got the best rider in this in this LCQ on the best bike. He's the best starter. He whole-shotted probably 30 or 40 men events in his life, and he's got the second gate pick. Uh, I'll take that every single time, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. he was he was fine, no no doubt. Uh, Alex Ray, though, wrote himself right into the main. That was a good job by him. Um, Cunningham, Reed, Tater, and LeMay went to the LCQ and got through it. Uh, we... Oh, man, what about Bichelia? Oh, Bichelia. Oh, oh did LeMay. What a pass. Oh, yeah. What a pass. It's arena cross, bro. Don't mess with him. Don't mess I mean, with him. It wasn't even that dirty. Like, it <laughs> no, was, no. It was no. picture-perfect textbook. You can't draw it up any better than no, that. No, no, exactly. Uh, Weege, I hear... And you're, you know, you're a JGR insider. That's what you are. I hear they're trying to work on something to keep Mookie on the team once Bogle gets back. Um, yeah, they're because what I'm hearing is a lot of committal as to when Bogle's back, as in next weekend. But on the other end, no real mention of when Mookie goes away. So I think yeah. that makes it pretty obvious because uh, Bogle is back next weekend, so it should be Sayonara Mookie, right? Yeah. So clearly, the fact that they're not saying that, I think, tells you everything you need to know. And uh, why not? Like, he's he's in the mix. He's popular. If you're Suzuki, you're trying to cling to anything right now. So right. make it happen. I talked to Coy Gibbs about it for a while. I said, I hear this is what you're doing. And then I don't know if I can talk about I don't know if it's off the record or not. So, but, you know, you never, with Coy, Coy's awesome, by the way. Coy's great. So, <laughs> Uh, it sounds like I don't think I've ever talked to Coy about actual team stuff. Like I've talked to Coy right. many, many hours. Right. I'm I've never gone to him as an actual source. I did. Yeah, I, I did. I went to him as a source. Like you know. Okay. So uh, I don't, we'll see. I think I think Mookie stays there. Yes, I think there's something going on. But I don't. Th- I don't think it costs Coy Gibbs any money out of his pocket. He's pretty adamant about that. But I think it's going to happen. So. Um, well, I had heard after Anaheim one. This is all I need to know. After Anaheim one, I heard that. Um, kind of the head honcho over at Suzuki was like, we need to get more Suzuki to that main event. Now, that's because they only had Pike on the team that night. They didn't have a replacement for Bogle, which was yep. part of the problem. Right. Um, but in general, once I heard that, that like Suzuki wants to make a push here, I'm like, well, this is one of the easiest. He's a replacement rider, so the amount of money they're going to spend yeah. is relatively low. It's never free to put a third bike out there. Let's correct that. But, come on. He's riding good. He's popular. Yeah. Do it. Um. All right. Uh, anything else, Marvin? Does Marvin? Does he just make another go at it, JT, in uh, in Glendale? Just keep going. Like, don't ride this week. Get therapy and ride again. Or do you now say, "Hey, Marv, uh, we tried. It didn't work out. Uh, take a couple weeks off or whatever you need." No, I think he's in. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Anything else on four fifties, boys? Pike rode well again. Fifth, fifth place. That's three fifths for Pike, I think. Right to start the year. Yeah, there was yeah. a there was a huge battle that they didn't cover very well between Blake and Pike. Oh, I don't God, know why yeah. I should say they didn't cover very well, but because uh, I haven't seen TV. But it was four fifth overall, and not that that's a huge deal, but there wasn't much going on otherwise on the track, and those guys were going. For oh, it, for it was that good fifth overall. Yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting for fly on fly crime from somebody. It didn't get it didn't go there, but I was waiting. Was... No, they kept it. They kept it really clean. Actually, yeah, they were just. No, I mean, no. I think they were probably both. You know, I don't want to say tired, but that's three races in, you know, a couple hours. And by that, you know, they're going 16 minutes in that last one. 
Um, I, I think they were they were they were out of gas probably on some level for both of them. I love it. You look at Grant six four eight, Brayton's two six three. You know, seven three one for Anderson. That's great. That's awesome. So that's what we want. Yep. That's what we want. Yep. And it it delivered. And I'm gonna. People are gonna get mad because JT. I think you you mentioned NASCAR at the beginning of this, and it's like a that's like a. Um, taboo phrase right now because anytime you compare anything to NASCAR, they just get the stink of, oh, look at them, look, they're struggling. So let's just take it wider than that. Every sport, every sport of any kind, be it a motorsport or a stick and ball sport, makes subtle changes to the rules to improve the competition of play. Most sports have what is called a salary cap, which is the ultimate way of trying to induce parity or revenue sharing. It's a way to, they make rules, they change rules all the time. This is not insane for the sport of Supercross to say, hey, maybe it's more entertaining and has more parity and more unpredictable racing by making a change. It's not just NASCAR. It's every sport ever. And I know we've made that point a thousand times here, but I just want everyone to know before they freak out over why Supercross have to change things. Yeah. Well, then why does every other sport on earth change things all the time? Uh, I, I, how many times do I say this on the Pump and Mech show? JT, you've heard me say it a thousand times. Like, yep. All we see is changes and, from, from motorsports to stick and ball to whatever to try to help, and we're finally doing it. So good job. And we yeah, got and if, yeah. if we're going to judge ourselves by NASCAR and everybody thinks they're struggling, I'll, I think we'll take that kind of struggling all day long. Yeah. yeah. And I agree you are correct, but it is unfortunate that right now NASCAR has the stigma of everything they're doing sucks, which you're right. Go to a race and see how much more money is being spent and, and paid and made there compared to Supercross. It ain't such a bad comparison to have, but – that's not the stigma it has right now. So I'm just going to say also right. every other sport in addition to NASCAR. Every There is no sport that is truly pure to these are the rules we had the day it started, and we have never changed them ever. Yeah, No sport ever has done that. 1985, we had two mains. That's it. Um, all right. Uh, anything else for 450-wise? Everybody? Anybody? Should we do, should we do updated uh, title picks right now? Um, no. All right. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Fly Race and Racer X uh, podcast. This is the Anaheim 2 review brought to you by Maxis Tires and Alpine Star Protects. Listen to this commercial from our folks at Race Tech, and, uh, and we'll be right back to uh, cover the 250s as quick as we can. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be right back. Race Tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Racetech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, Racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Fly Racing, Racer X podcast at flyracing.com. Please check them out. If you want the exact same helmet that Wesson Pike, Blake Baggett, and uh, many others wear, uh, check out the Fly Racing. 
carbon F2 uh, Pike replica or one of the other colorways they got. With MIPS, everybody. Uh, please check them out. Also to Maxxis Tires. The King uses Maxxis Tires. And also to Alpine Star Protects with the Tech 10. And my boot of choice, the Tech 7, everybody. I love the Tech 7. They redid it a few years ago. Uh, so, all right, let's go to this is the Anaheim 2 review. All right, 250s. Savachi won. And he was, so he was the best guy. So Joey won, gets his first main event win of the year, and moves into the points lead. And he was great. He was very good. Weege, I almost think McElrath was better, though. McElrath was very good. Just didn't get the starts and uh, crashed in the, in the first main while going for second place. McElrath, I mean, Joey was the best guy, but McElrath was also awesome. And I think all that proves is what we knew going in is that this West is a historically high level of talent. And uh, I think it's, by the way, a win for McElrath in general, too. There's absolutely no reason now to not just consider him a guy. And I don't think – I think he's maybe struggled to be considered in that peer group. And even somehow last year winning races and leading the points for a little while, I think it's somehow still got a little overshadowed. Um, it's kind of the way these TLD guys operate. Like, you know, when 250 East starts – you're not going to hear a lot of people talking about Jordan Smith, even though he could have won the title easily. Um, it's just kind of the way that those guys operate for some reason. I don't know why it is. But at this point, you have to now say Plessinger, Hill, who's won a title, Sin Cirillo, who's a superstar, all these guys. Nakaras the same. He's just in that group. Uh, Savachi was good, though. Absolutely. Got the starts. Yeah. Rode well. Yep. Um, Craig got on, us on the first podium of the year. Two, three, five for him. AC's practice crash. Wow. Oh. He says he wasn't knocked out, JT. I still I still want to know how he was riding. I, I don't I, – I'm glad he rode. I like AC. I'm happy for all – but with all of the concussion talk and all of the protocols we have and all of this stuff we have in place, I mean, I saw the crash. I watched it. I watched the video over and over. Uh, yeah, I would. I was very surprised. I'll just leave it there. I was very surprised. Well, yeah, but it's black and white. They saw him. They he did he passed the test. He was allowed to ride. Correct. I mean, what else? What else could have happened? Uh, have you ever watched a football game? It's it's yeah. They they have lots of protocols and they take they do lots of other things just besides what we do. Um, I don't know. I'm just surprised. To me, he looked like he hit his head very very hard. I think if that was a football game, there's not a chance he's allowed to play. But that's, they, that's my take on it. They administer a test, correct? Okay. Well, I, yeah. You know what? Okay. When I took my when I took my baseline test, I was so hungover, I didn't even barely know my name. So I could probably pass any concussion test. I could probably be half unconscious and pass my concussion protocol test that's on file. So I just think it's not black and white. That's that's really my main point. Okay. All right. Did you do that on purpose? Did you purposely? No, I did not. It was at yeah. Vegas. They chose oh. to do it at Vegas. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was this a conspiracy theory from the start? We're going to have everyone do their baseline test in Vegas. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know. I know it was available at Vegas at this uh, at UNLV, like part of UNLV, and that's where I did it at. <laughs> Let's get everyone in their absolute worst mental condition. We can possibly get them in. Yeah. Set those baselines. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just all I'm saying. It could be it's super subjective if you're if you you could totally fake your baseline test just being like you know what if i'm in a title situation and i need to race no matter what you could totally fake your baseline test i'm telling you i took it you could and i got in an argument with eddie casillas about this a long time ago but i'm telling you i know it's it's all based on reaction times and 
you know, how quickly you, you can sort out colors and sounds and all kinds of yeah. stuff. It, I, I just I don't think it's the end-all, be-all of whether okay, you're but, okay or not. I mean, he would be close to his, you know, if you if you take your baseline and you purposely, you know, do shitty on it so that you have low, I mean, we're not talking, you know, you can't recognize a cat or a dog. You know what I mean? It, it's... It's got to be close. No, I took the yeah. test. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. what so, it is. I know. So I'm saying, um, like, how far off could he have been had he passed the – if he had forged – or not forged, if he had taken a test knowing that uh, – never mind. I don't want to get into it. I'm just saying – all I'm saying, I don't know. What, I'm just saying I was surprised he wrote. Okay. That, well, me that's too. That's really all I have to say. But me yeah. too. But he had to pass the test, and he was allowed to ride. I, I don't know. I mean, Okay, I yeah. I, that's fine. I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just saying I was surprised. It really surprised me that he was riding because I would have taken any bets that he was done. The, when I saw him get up, and I it looked like he couldn't stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His legs uh, were – At that uh, point – Yeah. No, he – he was, yeah, at that point, I'm like, he's done. He shouldn't be riding. And that's wherever happened past that. That's not the, my day. I'm not a doctor. I don't know any of that stuff. The Alpine Star Medical Unit, I believe, can just say, you're done. We What we saw indicates to us that you're done. You can't ride. I believe. Weech, JT, right? They can never mind, never mind the test, never mind everything else. They can just say you're done. Uh, yes, I have I heard know. that, and I've actually heard that they technically have the right to do that, even not just with head injuries. I mean, there's a certain right to say, look, we think you're going to endanger others. Now, I'm not saying that this applies to Adams yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in, at all, but just for example, we are literally talking in the 450 class dudes who are riding with injured shoulders, right? So, I mean, if they thought there was a danger where you're going to go through the whoops, not be able to hold on and ghost ride into somebody, I think they do reserve the right to. Now, I'm not, I don't think they've ever done that. And I don't know if they ever will, but I believe they do have the right to, yes. Okay. Um, all right, so AC was uh, – I made a joke on Twitter about him being uh, – he was so good in the third main because he finally remembered where he was. That was that was my joke. So, he was like, oh. He did ride better. Oh, Anaheim. Oh, Supercross. Oh, yeah, I got this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Um, he did he, ride better. He was wobbly. Wobbly. Um Oldenburg got a third the first race. Finally, we see all the speed that we've been seeing each week, and we're talking about Freckle, and he finally comes through. So nice work by him. And AP, who was so good, so good last week, uh, we just didn't get starts. Never saw him up front once. There's going to be some losers with this format, and if you're not consistently a good starter, which he is not, I mean, he gets good starts sometimes, but he consistently doesn't get good starts. Uh, he, this format is not going to work for him, even as well as he rode last week in Houston. I mean, where was he 12 minutes into the race or, or eight minutes into the race? Probably wasn't leading, right? Maybe by 12. But uh, even as good as he was in Houston, even that riding wasn't going to get it done with these kind of starts in this kind of format. There will be blood. There will be casualties. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, JT, right? I agree with all that. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Um, I can't disagree with any of that. Sexton was close to winning that last one. He got a little, maybe clipped a, he clipped a tough block, the same tough block. He uh, it got a little rattled, but uh, Sexton was really good. So uh, I think he he's could, legit. I mean, I he, think he, he is win much yeah. more. He's much more legit than I would have given him credit for. So uh, kudos to him. I think he can win a main event. Do, do you do, do, do you two agree? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, he will. Yeah. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, I have this, uh, it's been a while, but we're. Oh, boy. That 
It's back. I, I, that is the panic button. I know we're only three rounds in. That's for Justin Hill. Does anybody have a problem with hitting that button? Does anyone have an issue? No. <laughs> three, I, listen, it's only three in, but, right? Yeah, but they're half serious. It's what, three out of nine rounds? That's significant. It's three bad. out of 17 is one thing, but three out of nine? Sure. I will now accept, you know, all apologies now from you two on the phone. I will just sit back. I don't like to do this. <laughs> I really, long I really sigh. Don't, a long sigh. <laughs> I really don't like to do this. Uh, but you're right. You were you were right. Um, I'll be honest with you, though. Uh, I'll give you full credit. Okay. I will give you full credit. Okay, all right. But there's one caveat. I I don't think it's a hundred percent on the bike and JGR. I think I think it's a lack of effort. Oh, I, I don't I, I don't think he's put in the effort. I didn't say it would be all JGR for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so take that however you will. You're right. You, yeah. you should take all the credit you have coming your way. I just don't think it's all the team or bike's fault. I think I think Justin came in underprepared. I, I think going to the Troy Lee days. I think some of the days at Mitch, he's left a lot of people scratching their heads, and then then he pulls off these rides, and everybody goes, "Oh my god!" And then you know, and yep. So it's not good. Weege. Uh Phil beat him. Phil. Phil beat him. Yeah, I mean, you can paint any way you want. Phil beat him or any kind of combination. I mean, we saw him get, uh, in the second race, Plessinger and McElrath were behind him. They just absolutely caught him, passed him, and left him, and they were like half a track ahead uh, by the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought your theory was ridiculous, but uh, I absolutely cannot argue it. Congratulations. This has not worked out well at all, and you were right. Thank you. I mean, any way you want to paint it. This, feels, this is not good in any way, shape, this or form. This feels very good. Very good. Um, and look, I'm not going against the kid. Thought, I'm not I honestly like, thought. Yeah. No, you're calling. I, I mean, thought you, like you were this. doing this. I, don't, yeah. I never took it as a personal thing. Yeah, I'm, I think people no. do tweet people, Twitter people, and things like that. I, I, no. This I is mean, not, I, I, yeah. I have to call people out and say they're not going to do good all the time. I don't care. They're nice people. But it's that's part of what we do. Your theory was so out there that I really thought you were doing it just to create good radio and get a rise and get some controversy and get some um, debate going. No, it apparently came straight from the heart. It did. It did. I just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, so anyways. Um, so Can we just mention again how well Pike is riding, just to put a little patch? Like, they do have that. Pike is, Pike is doing as well run. as yes. you could ever expect Pike yep. Yep. to do. And I think that's the only thing they have to hang their hat on right now because, oh, good Lord, this is bad. Oh, God. But I think, I think it's critical because we know that this 2018 RMZ 450 didn't, it didn't really go all that well in the bike test. I think that's fair. Uh, yep. But, I mean, he's, he's killing it on that bike. So I think it's, there's, there's some silver lining there for otherwise a rough, yeah, rough listen, go. Roxon won a title on one. You know what I mean? At the, at the highest level. So, um. I know. I'm just yeah. saying, if, for as poorly as that went, uh, he's he's giving them some yeah. something to smile about. Yep. Now it's funny. I don't know where these come from, and I don't know if it's 100 percent true. But there's rumors that Hill's deal isn't. He has to meet certain criteria to get the 19 deal. Have you guys heard this? I have not. Oh no. Yeah. I, I don't not. know if someone's putting this out there in like the 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 land of you know rumors, but yeah. So. 
don't know. We'll see. It's going to be tough if he can't pick it up here because I think we all know that if his Supercross season goes badly, I think he has the potential to do well outdoors. We've seen good motos here and there, but I don't think anyone believes if his Supercross season ends up being disaster from start to finish that he's all of a sudden going to turn it up and oh, improve. Oh, no, this just gets worse. This just gets worse to the point where he probably twists an ankle and stays home. Right, so if you have that, then you essentially have to give Pike or Bogle the boot or Mookie or somebody next year and say, nope, we got this guy who didn't really have a good result all year. Now, this is obviously very speculative. Again, there's six more Supercrosses or so for him to get podiums or something. But that's that's all, all the data I have to work off of right yeah. now. Like, um, what if you say his entire season wasn't good and, sorry, we got to give you the boot for this uh, guy? Like, Mel Ross was good. Know. Yeah, no, let's move on. Mel Ross was good. You'd have to buy him out, right? I don't know. Who knows? In our sport. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Right. Um, multi-year deals are never seemingly honored as multi-year deals anyway. Ryan Mills got, had the ultimate, though, a multi-year deal. Yeah, oh, you were getting paid by two different teams. Oh, oh, it's fantastic. Hey, listen, we don't want you, but we're going to pay you still. Don't worry. We're, we're still going to pay you. Just we don't want you. And then you are free to go get paid somewhere else. I mean, that is go double just, dip somewhere else. Yeah. That is fantastic. It's like some of the the NHL guys have that too. You can be bought out at eighty percent of your deal, and then you collect. You go get a new deal. And some guys have cashed in so much. So, um, the people that are listening to this are saying, "Wait, this happened to this didn't happen to James Stewart. This happened to Ryan Mills." <laughs> but as far as I know, I'm sure it's happened other times, but publicly or whatever. The only guy I know is Mills. You know that actually. Yeah, that's what makes it so. Right. That's what makes it so vexing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Hayden Melross was good. Really good. Seventh overall for Hayden. Uh, seven, ten, eight. Good starts. Worked forward. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I, was, I was I was happy with Melross. I thought he did well. Chisholm finally yep. got a good start. And I thought I made a joke to Weege in the press box because AC was battling with Chiz, and I'm like, I guarantee you, Chiz rode with AC when AC was on a super mini. For sure, for sure. At some time, at some point in Florida, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can remember 2009. Chiz or uh, Sin was on a, a super mini, and I was watching him ride Ferry Track on a super mini. So yeah. Chiz was long since the pro. In oh 09. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are. Chiz was in the 450 class in 09. <laughs> and I'm too. The super mini yeah, kid. Chiz, who's that guy? And Chiz riding together. Um, what else? Taft was injured during the week. I guess crashed. Had a good crash. So. Uh, I wish I would have known that for my fantasy team. I would have known more about that, but uh, I didn't. Um, so Taft wasn't great. Um, uh, what else? Anything else? Cole Martinez made his season debut. Mitchell Harrison's uh, season continues to suck balls. Um, Gosh, man, he had some big crashes yeah, every he's, weekend. He's back to 2016, Mitchell Harrison. Right? He think he might think it's 2016 after that get off in practice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I hate to say it. I think half of the huge, oh, what the heck just happened, crashes. It's Harrison is the one getting up. Half of them. Yep, yep. Uh, I got my t- my Twitter open on my computer, and Peter King just posted his personal cell phone number. He meant to do a DM. <laughs> oh, no. And he says, awesome. he says uh, congrats. Now I know this might happen. Please don't worry if I can't. But if you could get me three minutes, no more with Gilmore. From the Pats, I truly appreciate it. And it's his personal cell phone number. Do <laughs> oh. you think he meant Happy Gilmore? <laughs> this is great. How long till this gets up on Deadspin and everybody's texting him? It's, oh. it's already there. <clears throat> yeah, 48 seconds ago. Right. <laughs> it's good uh, to know how the man works, though. We now know how the how the process yeah, works. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly, right? Um, <laughs> Thanks for your time. Thanks for your time, Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Weed, what are your thoughts on the track? Weed, do you have any thoughts on the track? <laughs> just, uh, just put a microphone in his face. That's how it's done. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Anything else, boys? A2? Triple crown format? God, it's going to suck this weekend when we go Bring back it to the regular. We need more. Yeah. We need 17 of them. Can we just call Prater and just be like, yeah, dude, do all of them? How do you think Osterman feels about it? Oh. Apparently not good. Okay, not so, so by the way, I got to correct something. I my sources are terrible as usual, but um, I was told that Kenny was racing the exact same gear uh, that he crashed in at A two last year for the opening main event. I'm not buying that. I'm no, not buying it was that. not. I, it was not. I got to the bottom of it. There's I, no way they didn't cut his jersey. Dude, I know, but they can just sew it back up. They can sew it up or whatever. But it, it wasn't yeah, the gear. It wasn't the gear. I'm, I'm correcting myself. I, I just I, I heard that. <laughs> And then I found out, I heard that from a few different people, and it, it was just the same color, set, everything else. It was not the gear. Yep. There was no blood, like, in the, you know, on the jersey sleeves or anything. So Blood spattered um, jersey, he breaks out. Yeah. But honestly, uh, pretty ballsy, uh, you know, pretty ballsy idea, I guess. Uh, JT's probably super biased. He, he thinks it sucks, Weege. But, uh, no, I thought it was cool. Okay, yeah, it was cool. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know that it helped his subconscious demons. Well, kind of, right? Worried about, but. Right? Right? It's a little weird. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it just he wore the same color gear and same brand because now he's in Fox and it was Shift, of course. So, um, yeah. Ballsy. I kind of like where this is all going. I mean, this is a huge story for sure. Going into the season, we started our preseason videos and our preseason podcast talking about Kenny. It is obviously the biggest story this attempted to come back. I like the fact that he's not pretending that that never happened. I mean, he's doing everything he can to basically be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that crash happened. I'm owning it. Um, but at the same time, I would have been a little disappointed this year if there wasn't any drama to come out of it. Like, it didn't affect him in any way, shape, or form. So, well, I feel like to have the storyline of he tried to face a head-on, but there is, even for one of the most mentally tough guys out there, that mm-hmm. it does rear its head every once in a while. You know, I think that just adds depth to the season. I like it. I'll be honest. It's going rougher than I thought because we've seen so many of these elite guys have bad injuries and come back with no problem. Um, he qualified fastest at Anaheim 1, and I'm like, okay, there we go. Like He is as good as ever. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was just like, yep, yeah, okay, carry on. Kenny Roxon will win a lot of races and maybe win this title. And uh, and he got caught in Houston. He didn't ride well this weekend. Anaheim won. He rode well. Got up to a fourth. So it's a little rougher than I thought. But it I, is a little rougher. But I think it's too early to rule out the, oh. the statement you made of he will win races in the title. Oh no 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 absolutely yeah no he's going to win real soon and be right up there. But but I mean I think the key will be how does he come out of Phoenix because if he or Gwendo whatever we're calling it if he comes out and he's swinging then. Certainly, it was just an A2 thing. I think that's next week's really critical for how this series goes. Uh, well, I mean, Tomax is 43 back, everybody, and he's coming. So, Jay, I mean. Well, I, I just think I think Roxanne needs to bounce back. He's 43. Mentally. 43 like, back. He, Should, yeah. Shouldn't be an issue for Eli Tomax. Nobody's ever come back for more than 27, but. No, I agree. I, I'm glad you're on the same page. As okay. Me. All right. Good. Yeah. No, I am. Absolutely. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, you're right, JT. You're, you, you, for once, you're right. Glendale's huge, right? If he comes out and makes the bo- and rides gets a podium with a great ride, um, then every, every, everything's back back to normal. Yeah, I think I think it's just mentally it's a big deal. Like physically, nothing's going to change, but mentally, it will dictate the rest of the series. I think. Yeah, and I think he does, right? I do. 
Yeah, I think yep, I think yep. he comes out swinging too. Um, the one question I have is Eli. Eli was so dominant at Glendale last year. Does he is he on that level again? Because I mean, that was one of the fastest times I've ever seen anybody go on a Supergrass track was Eli Glendale last year. Yeah. Yeah. Weege, what do you think? Or I don't know who, what's going on in the background. Is somebody in a machine shop right now? Well, I would have liked to have gotten 15 more minutes so I could get to my hotel and use a landline, but uh, our window for these pods is very, very strict. So I had to do what I had to do again for the 734th podcast in a row. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. you had you had, uh, you had had stuff you had to do tomorrow. I had stuff that I had to do today and tomorrow. It's, it, was, it was a tight weekend. We got it done. It's the earliest we've ever gotten it done, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I've just stuck with my after eight Eastern on uh, Sunday. I've, I've only merely just said that for 52 weeks for six straight years, but never seems to happen. I don't know. Um, okay, so Tomac, yeah, was great, and we'll see this weekend. It, shoulder was. Uh, I like how this series is going. The, the ups and downs. Everyone like. Yeah. Hey, we all said coming into this series it could be crazy, but yep. we say that every year, and most of the time it doesn't end up crazy. Yeah. But I think we're getting the exact recipe we're looking for. Like. There are no sure bets. There's no stamp anything no. after three races. Anderson's the only sure bet, you know, and and, and we're not. For uh, now. For not, now. I mean, that yeah. could change any time. I don't know, man. He looks so good. He looks smooth. He oh, looks he does. so good, Absolutely you know. like. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we but, we should know by now, after yeah. three rounds, to not say anything to sure bet. We got. We got we got we got Marvin with issues, and Kenny he didn't have a good A2, and, and uh, Tomac's issues, and. Yeah, you know, uh, the guy who went 3-3 struggled again. Marsha struggled a bit this weekend. So, yeah, it's all it's all turning out to be really good, really exciting. So Yeah. You know. Um, all right. Sweet. Ryan Dungey should have just kept on racing. Oh, he'd have a 50-point lead right now. 50-point <laughs> lead. He'd be just gone, just checked out. 50-point <laughs> lead. I, run into, I ran into RV in the pits. He was uh, with a Blue Crew jacket. He was under the Pro Circuit truck, and I'm like, what are you doing? You don't belong here anymore. You are Blue Crew. You are down there. <laughs> And he said, nope, I'm good in this truck. I can still come by his truck. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting ready to win gold, bro. And I'm like, what are you? So snow bikes. He's in the X Games snow bikes. He said he was seven seconds off Axel Hodges, his first test. And by the end of the day, he was the same. And then he mimicked biting a gold medal with his. With so his he's, he's comparing himself, and the measuring stick is Axel Hodges. Apparently, Axel Hodges <laughs> was, yeah, he got second or third last year, so. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then he mimicked biting a gold medal, and then he and flipping everybody off. He just started flipping everybody off the crowd. <laughs> That's what he showed me. He was like, he bit, took one hand, and pretended to bite a medal, and the other with a finger, and he was going back and forth as if he was showing everybody the finger. It's great. Four years four years ago, if you if you had told him, hey, in four years you're going to be comparing yourself and hoping you can match up to to Axel Hodges in a race. Where do you think? What do you think he would say to you? I don't know, bro. I don't know, but he's he's going for the gold. He said. So, tune in for that. Um. All right. Uh, he's definitely an entrepreneur. I'll give him that. He's acting like he's broke. I don't know if he has zero money left. If he lost it in a Ponzi scheme, I'm not exactly sure why he's <laughs> trying to be so busy and trying to, you know, do so much stuff. But hey, God bless him. He can do that. Um, definitely not broke. No, no, definitely not. Definitely no. not broke. No, I don't want to crush the dreams of anyone who's followed this sport. Don't worry. Four Supercross titles. Yeah, combined with him, he's doing just fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, nice to see Damon Huffman and Tony Belluti hanging out. God, they were so LAPD, happy with each other. bro. What? Damon Huffman's LAPD. Yeah, 
Yeah, he is. Yep. LAPD, he said that they were getting on him uh, for keeping his elbows up while he, while, he, while he rides his street bike. He was like, the chief of police, his chief just retired on Friday. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, Benny Bloss was supposed to race everybody and got uh, gotten food poisoning or sick or throwing up everywhere um, So on Friday and Saturday morning. So bummer for Benny. Yeah, Saturday morning he woke up. Yeah. So sucks, man. He is off to a rough start for his 450 career. And J-Mart's done or not, Weech? Yeah, I think he'd be done. Okay. <laughs> okay, just checking. Just checking. Um, okay. No red plate. No red I mean, he plate was fine. J-Mart. He was fine. He was fine. <laughs> it's fine. I just – I feel bad. We're, we, we are not at all uh, – this is not at all aimed at J-Mart. Uh, Freeze qualified well, JT. Did you see that? Uh, he did. Great. Yep. Eighth, right? Yep. Yep. Super good. Oh yeah, he's right. I, he really hasn't put it together. He had that start and then got run over. Yes, yes. And honestly, Weston Pike rode through him. Like, have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen a, a a movie with any ghosts in it and people like run through them? That's what Weston Pike did to Vince when he was on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not stoked. <laughs> was there any hesitation at all, or did he actually gas it harder? No, he accelerated. Accelerated, definitely accelerated. <laughs> Um, his ex- if we had a lit pro, his exit speed would be like for some reason our last three. <laughs> his exit speed was we've never seen him accelerate out of a corner so hard. <laughs> it really grabbed full his, throttle. His pupils dilated. He smiled and grabbed a handful. Yeah. <laughs> and then his heart rate dropped. There was a sense of peace and calm. After. <laughs> there was a lot of reason. A lot of endorphins were released. <laughs> He was seen smoking a cigarette after the first minute, second minute. <laughs> did you text Hansel Wygant uh, when Cunningham passed Chad in the whoops? No, I mean, there was a lot of pressure recovering this race because I was really afraid halfway through the night we were all going to get confused and forgot who did what and not know who was going to win or podium. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really trying to actually focus on work, which is not normally what we do in the press box. Right. Normally it's just jabs and as much as possible, but no, I mean, yeah. it's true. Yeah. His guy, Kyle Cunningham, made it happen. Yeah, and we couldn't even laugh at Phil. He was just slow and st- like he was just steady. Not slow. I, I should. I don't mean that. He was just steady. Phil was. Phil, Phil provided no entertainment all all night long in practice or anything. He was just steady. So. We were, yeah, I was bummed. I had one of my buddies that, that used to come to a lot of these races, and he hasn't been to one in years. So I invited him over, and uh, I tried to sell him on Phil, but Phil didn't give us anything this time. Nope. Yep. Yep. Good for Phil's health. My buddy, hadn't, it was a good window into um, the turnover in this sport. So my buddy hasn't really been to a race in like five years. He used to follow it more closely. And I'm like, do you know any of these guys at this point? I'm like, is Rockton a name to you? Is Tomac a name? He's like, kind of, but pretty much just Reed. And then the 250 lineup was announced, and he's like, I haven't heard of any of these guys. Not a single one of these guys. Yeah. Wait, Kyle Chisholm is still racing? <laughs> he threw that out there. Oh, he did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, did he get? To, did he get to go on the track at all? Just wondering, just checking. Was he? Um, he did not, but he could have if he wanted to. Because when I put, the, I got a media pass for him, so he could sit next to me in the press box, and they just handed him a photo vest. Oh, fantastic! Great. So he could have not only walked the track; he could have just stayed there all night. Yep. Without a camera or anything, they're like, "Here you go." Mm-hmm. Right, good. Like, oh, we don't need that. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, everybody, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, Anaheim 2, Triple Crown wrap-up. Love it. Give us more Triple Crown, please. Uh, we, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, 
Thanks to Alpine Star Protection Line. Thanks to the Maxxis Tires guys. Uh, Jeremy McGrath uses Maxxis and uh, the Alpine Star guys. Great boot, great product. The A4 Chest Pro as well. And flyracing.com and subscribe to Racer X. I think we got all the plugs in. Uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygett. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse I mean, you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did pro circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money one is you can sign for money or two you can earn the money i'm a high believer in earning the money i think they ride better when they earn the money seven time jeremy mcgrath i was so mad like so disappointed and so frustrated that i pulled fifth and i left every point counts I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.